1: Are you ready for the word? Praising. This is Pastor Pearson of Word Faith Christian Center here in Sanne, San Antonio, Texas. A Bible-believing, Bible-teaching church where Jesus Christ as Lord and you'll never be bored. I want to welcome all of be back to our radio broadcast to pray as being a blessing to you and yours. So sit back and relax as I bring a message from the Word of God just for you. But please, please, please have an ear to hear what the Lord is about to say. Because if you do, I guarantee that you'll be blessed today. So, without further ado, let me bring today's message to you. We're sharing a powerful message with you that's called Walking Through Your Open Door. Brothers and sisters, God has opened doors of opportunity to us that no man can shut on us. Doors of opportunity to acquire and achieve awesome things that God has prepared for us. But open doors of opportunity are only good as our willingness to walk through. Because if we don't do what we need to do to walk through, we'll never receive and achieve what God has in store for me and you. That's why it's so important for me and you to learn to walk through the doors of opportunity opened by God for me and you, so that we can step into the awesomeness of the awesome things that our awesome God has prepared for me and you. And it'll be awesome when we do. So, without further ado, let me share today's message with you. It's called Walking Through Your Open Door. But before I do, I got a question to ask you. Are you ready for the Word? Because ready or not, here comes.
2: God's going to open things up for you. Excuse me, Lord. I apologize. He has opened up things for you. And he's trying to get you to understand that the shackles that were holding you in place have already been broken. That the things that are binding your hands are already broken. The things that have been hindering you from doing what it is he's told you to do have already been broken. All you got to do is hear the word and follow the direction of the word and do what it tells you to do. And it's going to tell you simply come. It's going to say simply follow me. It's going to say simply, come do what it is I told you to do. And you're going to know it. And you're just going to know it. And as you move forward, then nothing's going to stop you from being able to receive what God has in store for you. Now, let's see what happened for the folk that was praying. Because it was folk that, remember, we read about that was praying for him. Well, let's see what happened to them. Verse 11. And when Peter was coming to himself, he said, now I know of a surety that the Lord hath sent his angel. See, he didn't know it until after it was over. Oh, he's like, can can we talk? It's 8 o'clock, we can talk. I can holler at y'all. Can I holler at y'all? I love listening to the testimonies of these men of God after the fact. I love listening to how powerful they talk after the fact. I love, can we talk? Now, if we can't talk, I'm going back into the message. We'll talk about something else. Y'all, can y'all handle this? I love hearing how these men of God talk after the fact. Oh, yes, I knew that God was going to come through. I knew it all the time. I just, I was just, I had no fear. I had no, I had nothing but faith. You know how we do. You know how we do. Right. You, know they, you know how they lie. <laughs> Can I talk? Yes, Half the time. Three quarters of the time. Seven eighths of the time. Nine ninths of the time. Nine tenths of the time. Nine tenths of the time. Stuff hitting you from every angle. Emotions are trying to go all out of whack. None of this stuff is making sense. Come on now. We are logical people. We ain't stupid. We we, we know fat meat greasy. Come on up in here. (laughs) Are you feeling me up in here? And we know we in some stuff. We know mess going on. We know when we about to go out. But you got a word that tells you something the opposite of what it is that you looking at. And when it comes time to step up on that, it takes faith. You better know God love you. they be talking all this, you know, I know it. I knew it assured that you didn't know most of the time. You was just believing the heck out of something. Are you listening to me? Now, if we can't talk, let me know. Mine is going one way is trying to go zing like a kite string in the middle of a storm. Your head trying to head, head out over this way. The thoughts are sitting there before you about, you know, you know, Pete, I'm sure Mike could have had the possibility of sitting there thinking like, you know, you know, who's going to carry on the ministry after I die? Because he's already accepted that he's going to die. But in the midst of your situation, you have to not no longer accept the reality that's there. And somewhere along the line, accept the word that just came to you. Because that word is going to give you an opposite opportunity. It's going to be opposite to everything that it is that you're looking at right there. And you have to somewhere along the line, grab that word and say, I'm going to do according to what I heard. Although it said clearly, Pete did not know. It was afterwards that he said it with such a surety. But the only thing you need to know now is that God is faithful and that God is true and that he's going to do for you everything that he said he's going to do. That's all you need to know. What do you need to know? God is faithful and God is true. And God's going to do for you everything that he said he's going to do. He don't put no time on it. So don't you put a time on it. He doesn't give you when it's going to happen. Sometimes he tells us and when he, if he tells you a specific thing, then, of course, that's the truth. So you accept that. But normally speaking, he don't put dates on things. Normally, the thing is he doesn't tell you, you know, exactly when something's going to happen. But every once in a while, he will. But when he says it, you can bet your bottom dollar that's when it's going to happen. Are you listening to me? But you won't necessarily know what a surety. But after the fact, oh, you'll have bigger surety. That's like they did. They had after the fact they had bigger surety. Verse 11. And when Peter was come to himself, he said, now I know of a surety that the Lord hath sent his angel and have delivered me out of the hand of Herod and from all the expectations of the people of the of the Jews. And when he had considered the thing, he came to the house of Mary, the mother of John whose surname was Mark where many were gathered together praying because they were praying for him and as Peter knocked at the door of the gate a damsel came to hearken named Rhoda and when she knew Peter's voice she opened out the gate for gladness but ran in and told how Peter stood before the gate girlfriend was so happy she forgot to open the door <laughs> Praise God, Amen. And they said unto her, God, man, you crazy." But she constantly now these are the people that's in there praying for him. They like you crazy, <laughs> Amen. But she constantly affirmed that it was ever even so. She didn't say she affirmed it one time, but constantly, just following them around like, no, no, for real, he out there. They're like, girl, shut up, go back to praying. <coughs> you know how some of us do. The blessing be right there for us. We'd be like, no, and go back to praying. Can I give you an example of that? I mean, when I was in school of ministry uh, many years ago, and um, we'll be opening one here soon. And I remember there was, I was in school of ministry training, uh, developing, being a minister of the gospel of Jesus Christ. And um, they had this one pathway that you were not supposed to walk through, walk through the sanctuary um, to be able to go through. You had a specific door to be able to go in uh, to um, up to school. But yet I had dropped my child off at the other end at the uh, Christian Academy that was there, which will be opening soon. Also, Uh, Faith's Academy of Christian Excellence, uh, a Christian Academy that existed. And I dropped my children off at the school. And because they know me and everything else like that, because I serve so much up there. Then they said, "Man, you just go ahead through. You don't have to go outside. And so they let me go up through the sanctuary. But I found out it was a divine course, because as I was headed through the sanctuary, I ran into a lady that I would never have run into if I went to normal course. Long story short, she was sitting over in the corner in the dark. Powerful woman of God, sitting, in the woman, sitting over in the corner in the dark. And I went over to her, and I said, girl, what you doing up here in the dark? Just messing with her and stuff like that. You know, what you doing up here in the dark? And as I got a little closer, I could see, like, you know, little tears in her eyes and stuff like that, and it was, like, falling down her cheeks. So I kind of, like, backed up, gave her her privacy, you know. And I said, oh, well, you know, I'll be going upstairs. I'll see you upstairs in a minute. And as I went um, to get ready to go upstairs, the Lord said, ask her why she's not upstairs. So I went back and said, you know, yo, you know, try to still give her a little room. Say, yo, uh, so how come you ain't upstairs? You know, we supposed to be upstairs because it was going from second year to first year to second year. And we were just beginning the second year. I said, how come you're not upstairs? And she said, oh, no, I'm going to be up there in a minute. I'll be okay. I said, that's all right. So I turned around and got ready to walk away. And the Lord said, go back and ask her why she's not upstairs. (laughs) So I went back. I'm trying to get upstairs to be on time. Are you listening to do it? Because they, they are a stickler on being on time. Stickler. I mean, they'll, they'll, they'll throw you out to school for being late. You know, praise God. But anyway. And so I go back and I say, yo, baby, how come you ain't upstairs? You, you, you're supposed to be upstairs, right? Come on, let's go upstairs. Let's go. She's like, no, no, I, I'll, I'll, I'll go later. So all right. So I got ready to walk back. The Lord said, go back and ask her about her tuition. Because many times your deliverance is there, but a lot of us won't receive the deliverance that's there. We'd be trying to be all deep and spiritual. We'd be trying to be all, all private and personal, impersonal, private. You know, I wouldn't tell nobody. I want nobody to know. So I went back and I said, yo, tuition. I said, do you have your tuition? Because you had to pay your tuition before you could go up there. You know, they're not like me. I I extend a lot of grace to people. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Amen. We'll give a a schedule for the payments and stuff like that. It'd be months afterwards and stuff like that. Praise God. But anyway. But anywho, because I know folk learning how to operate in faith, so I give them room to learn. Praise God. But anyway, I say so you got your tuition and everything? And she's like, yeah, in Jesus name. Yeah, I have it. So I'm like, all right, bet. And so I like, I turn around, walk away and was headed back upstairs and stuff. And the Lord said, go back and ask her about her tuition. And I'm like, Lord, look. So I go back and ask, I said, look, look, you got your tuition. She said, I have it in Jesus' name. I said, all right. So I turn around and get ready to go back. And the Lord said, go back and pay her tuition. So I went back. I said, look. I ain't asking you no in no Jesus name. I ain't asking you about no faith. And would you come on and answer right? Because he keep bothering me and won't let me go upstairs. Do you have in your hand or paid to the people the tuition for school today? She, ah, she broke out crying. I have it. was like, girl, shut that mess up and come on, I'll pay it. Let's go. And so I, the Lord had told me, pay the girl's tuition. But, A lot of times folk call themselves in faith. Sometimes we even in faith. But yet at the same time, we're not open to receive that which God is bringing to us. So so that's what was happening with them here. Although they are in faith enough to be able to open the, the door for Peter, they're not in faith enough to be able to receive for themselves the manifestation of what they've been praying for. Because you got to open a door on your side, too. Remember, I taught you about that, that you got to open a door up on your side, too. And so when manifestation is occurring for you guys, as you move forward into the things that God has in store for you, this manifestation is opening is, 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 is manifesting for you guys. You got to open the door to receive it, too. Hey, man, I don't know how well this is working for you, but you got to open the door to receive it. Because a lot of us is too proud. Oh, no, that's OK. Amen. Praise God. I'm fine. No, I'm fine. Oh, no, that's not necessary. You don't need to do that. Everybody learn to say yes, amen. Yes, say it now. Yes amen. Yes, amen. yes, amen. So I receive that. I receive that. You got to hurry up and get used to it and stuff like that because doors <laughs> have been open for you. Folk have already prayed for you. God is already delivering what's necessary, but we got to have the door open to be able to receive it. And what are we going to say when they, when they come? Yes, amen. I'll receive that. Yeah, yeah, because blessings are coming your way. God's opened a door for you to be blessed, but you got to be willing to receive it. So many, be- see, believers, once they learn this concept about giving, many times they still haven't yet learned the concept about receiving. And so they start going in the giving mode or doing what God told them to do, be obedient to do what he tells them to do, but they don't accept what he has in store for them. But don't you be caught like that. Anyway, let me go into another one for time's sake. Let's go to Mark chapter 10, because sometimes God will bring your open door or bring you to your open door. Sometimes he'll just bring that open door near you, but you got to be able to recognize it so that you can walk through. He'll bring it near you because see a lot of folk are, you know, they want it to be right there, you know, and they want to be able to see it so clearly. But sometimes you need to just recognize it as it's near. Mark chapter 10. Let me show you a person that recognized it when the open door came near. We'll start reading in verse 46. Mark chapter 10, it says, and they came to Jericho. And as he went out of Jericho with his disciples and a great number of people, blind Bartimaeus, the son of Timaeus, sat by the highway side begging. Okay, here's this guy, Bartimaeus whom they added the word blind in front of him. That's not his name, Blind Bartimaeus. His name is Bartimaeus, who happens to be blind. Are you listening to me? Everybody, we walk around calling him Blind Bartimaeus and stuff like that. It was this guy, Blind Bartimaeus. That ain't his name, you know. His name Bartimaeus. But anyway, he was blind though, which means he had no capability of seeing with his natural eyes. In many ways, he's at an advantage because many of us who see with our natural eyes are jacked up over some stuff. Amen, because we see what's going on. But anyway, he says, and a great number to, number of people, of the disciples came with Jesus. So a great number, that's a whole bunch of folk. So that's like a crowd of folk. And I don't know, I don't know, this is just me. I happen, I happen to believe that when Jesus would come out of a city or come into a city, I don't believe that the disciples walked all silent. I don't think they did. Because, hey, first of all, this was like long walks and especially when they would come out of a city they'd have great anticipation when they would go into a city but when they would come out of a city they'd be giving high fives over all the awesome things that had happened all the awesome things that had happened and so as they be walking with Jesus they be like talking with one another behind one another about all this awesome stuff that was going on and how great things was happening and the people that got healed and the people that got set free and the demons that got cast out. Y'all with me? So as they walking, all this noise would be going on at the same time. Stop. Can y'all hear that clearly? Can y'all, I'm asking. Can y'all hear that clearly? That's just three people. We talking about a great multitude of people in such a way where there was uh, tons of people all around them. Now, this time, y'all are a great multitude and, 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 and do it for all the multitude. I, they just did it for all the three. Now they're going to try to act like they're a great multitude.
0: Man, so on, man.
2: Stop. Stop. <laughs> y'all feeling me? Y'all, y'all get in my hand. Okay. There was a whole bunch of conversation going on as Jesus was walking. Because the folk was like talking about all the awesome things that had already happened. Blind eyes coming open. Lame people walking. Deaf ears are popping open and things like that. People being delivered. Kids crazy. You know that that, that, that Jesus helped them get their minds back. You know because the kids can go crazy. Sometimes they just go off sometimes. you would be like what? Uh, what happened? It's the devil. No for real. Sometimes they just lose it. But yet. Yeah, bring them to the Lord, the Lord will bring them and restore them. Blessed be the name of the Lord. And so all these awesome things had happened. And so as Jesus was on his way, this guy Bartimaeus was on the side of the road. And he's hearing all this stuff about who it is that's coming by. He's hearing it, that Jesus was in town, that Jesus had showed up. Let's see what he did. Now he in the highway side begging, you know, you know, asking alms of folk, you know, he got him a good spot, making him some money. And when he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to cry out and say, Jesus, thou son of David, have mercy on me. And and, and so he cried out and started calling out Jesus' name. Didn't know exactly where he was, but he knew out there. He didn't know exactly where to look, but he wasn't looking for looks. He was looking for for, for what to hear. He knew Jesus was near, now he's trying to hear exactly where he should point his attention towards and exactly where it is. And as you begin to start moving forward into the things of God, you're going to start hearing all these awesome things that are available to you. But you're going to be able to throughout all of that, going to find out where do I need to focus my attention to? You're going to need to learn to call unto the Lord to be able to know exactly where to focus your attention to. And the Lord will be able to answer you. Because many of us have multiple things going on in our life that we want to get over. Many of us have a whole bunch of stuff. And we don't know even which one to start with. Hey, man. Some of kids are crazy, and we ain't got no money, and we ain't got no job, and we can't stand one another, and, and, and. And it's like, well, which one do we begin with? Call out. Jesus! Thou son of David, have mercy on me. <laughs> anyway, we move on. And, and he did that. He says, and many charged him that he should hold his peace. And that hold his peace is a nice way of putting. Remember I told you when they translated into the King James, these are very proper people. And so since they're proper people, they utilize their language to be able to get the point across. So he said they held, told him to hold your peace. And I heard, it'd be like, man, shut up. In your hood, it would be, man, shut up. So they was telling him, shut up. Because as you, when a door is opened unto you, there's always going to be people that's going to discourage you from walking through. When a door of opportunity is near, people are going to stop you from doing what it is that you need to do in order to be able to receive the deliverance that's coming near unto you. People are going to discourage you. You're going to hear words, whether it be off of television, whether it be off the people that sit near you, sometimes even in your own house you hear discouraging words because Satan don't care who he uses. Can I, can I help you all with something? Satan covered the Lord for years. His name was Lucifer at that time, but he learned a lot of stuff. Anybody want to know one of the things he learned? Not to be a respecter of persons. He learned not to be a respecter of persons. He don't care who he uses. He'll use your kids to get to send you off. Yes, he will. And for kids, he'll use your parents to send you off. Yes, he will. Yes, he will. He'll use your loved ones, your husbands, your wives and everybody else. He'll use anybody he can use. But you got to learn to just remain focused. He said in verse 48 and many charge him that he should hold his peace. But he cried out the more a great deal. Now, English, they could have said he cried out a great deal. They could have said he cried out the more. But he added he cried out the more a great deal, which means a. He hyped it up way higher than where it was before when the opposition come. Now, this is what happens with most believers. That when they start believing what God had in store for them. And a little opposition runs their way. This is what they do. Man, I believe God said I can be rich. I believe God said I can have enough. But here comes the Opposition. I believe God said I can have enough. I believe, I, I believe God said I can have enough. See how my voice got softer and softer and softer until eventually it went away? That's usually what's, what happens with most believers. But this is what Bartimaeus did, the beggar. I guess he was used to it. Praise God because he was used to folk ignoring him. So he started hollering out louder. Are <laughs> you listening to me? So when he said, man, I believe I could be rich. I believe I could, I believe I could be, I believe I could be, I believe I could be, I I could be, I I could be rich. Jesus! You got to learn to raise your level higher than the opposition that's coming at you. You don't begin to back down when the opposition coming at you. Y'all get in my hand again. You don't back down when the opposition coming to you. No matter what level he bring it, you bring it to just a little bit more. Are you listening to me? No matter what level he, I don't care if he knock you down 10 times, get up 11.
1: Well, that's all that we have time for today. I hope that you are blessed with the word of God has to say. I hope that you learn a little more about the doors of opportunity that God has opened for us. I hope even more that your faith is rising in the God-given biblical fact that God is a God who opens doors for us. So, let's believe God's Word is true and benefit from the things that our loving, gracious God does for me and you by walking through every door that He's opened for me and you. And thereby, don't miss out on all that God has in store for me and you. If you want to hear the message in its entirety, just contact the church office at Eric two ten seven eight five nine two three eight. 210 7859 238 That's Eric two ten seven eight five nine two three eight, 210 7859 Or write us that word of Faith Christmas 1928 Bassi Road in San Antonio, Texas, 78213. We'll be more than glad to get it out to you ASAP, but it's always best when you can get it live. So if you're in or visiting San Antonio or surrounding areas, come on by and see us. Word of Faith Christian Center is located at 1928 Bassey Road in San Antonio, Texas, between West and Blanco. Service times are Wednesdays at noon, Thursday evenings at 645, Saturday afternoons at 430, and Sunday mornings at 8 and 11. If you don't have transportation and you're in need of a ride, we'll come and get you. We have a VIP transportation service that's available for every service. We'll pick you up and you to the church and then drop you off at home after it's over. Just call the church office and arrange a ride if you need a ride and you can land to come and get you. So come on through. You'll be blessed if you do. It, I guarantee you. And speaking of coming through, I got just a thing for all the single unmarried people in San Antonio and surrounding areas to do. We invite all the single unmarried saints in San Antonio and surrounding areas to come out to our G2B. That's our glorified to be unique here Singles Fellowship tomorrow evening. It's a monthly single seminar that God has brought here to San Antonio for the single saints here in San Antonio. It's a monthly single seminar that you don't have to fly away to or pay half a pay to go to. It's free, and it's right here in San Antonio just for you. It's an evening out for the single saints, is done on the fourth Friday of every month, for all the single, unmarried saints in San Antonio and surrounding areas of all ages come together in a casual atmosphere and have food and fun and fellowship and get a powerful word from God that'll help them live successfully in their singleness. So come on through. I guarantee that you'll be blessed when you do. There's no charge, but a free will offering will be taken. It starts at 7 p.m. and it lasts until. A hey, it's a night out. You don't need to find a babysitter because child care is provided at no charge. Need a ride? VIP transportation service is available for this week. So come on through and bring a few single saints with you when you do. You'll be so glad you did, and they will too. Don't forget to tune into our broadcast tomorrow for more of this life. changing word to where in store for you. Call a neighbor, call a friend, tell them to do in. But when you do, know that we're going to ask the same question of you. That is, are you ready for the word?